It's time for America's most unique motorsports show, Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to Mostly Motorsports. I'm Scott Trailer. Mostly Motorsports is brought to you by Rod In Supply. Man, that sounds really good. Rod In Supply being a part of the uh, mostly motorsports now. Kirk Elliott, we before we get into anything that's uh, motorsports related, we want to thank Bob Douglas for coming on board with us with Rod In Supply. Um, as you know, Bob was the first person to ever sponsor our our website or anything that we ever did. And Bob Douglas is one of the great guys in motorsports, Sydney. Yeah, he is uh, a longtime friend of the Racing Boys. Yeah. And uh, we're so happy that uh, he's going to continue to be a part of what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, this once a week version now of Mostly Motorsports. Yeah. How about that? We're going to be on Mondays here starting at 12 noon every Monday. Kirk Elliott's going to be sitting in with us on the show. And, uh, Rod in Supply, Kirk, has uh, been a great, great partner of ours for how many years now, Kirk? Since 2003, right? Yeah, we uh, first launched Racing Boys in 2003, and he was the very first uh, sponsor we had. Right. And he's been with us through the whole time. Right. And uh, it's a Kansas City-based uh, company, Rod in Supply. Right. And that's where we're basing this show out of. But he is really a nationwide business right. of rod ends and provides product for racers, not just in this area of Kansas City, but all over the country and all around the world. Right. And and not only is he uh, the owner of rod in supply, but he's also the owner of the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints right. as well. And uh, we're going to kind of feature those guys on here from time to time. And um, Bob has been such a great uh, asset to us over the years, and we just can't thank Bob enough. He's such a good guy, man. Um, if you need rod ends, you've got to go to Rod End Supply because he is the very best at what he does in this business. You, 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 I know there's other people that are out there, but I'm just telling you, Rod End Supply is the very best at what they do. And if you're at the Chili Bowl this week, uh, stop in and see Bob. He'll have a booth set up down in the trade show area. He'd love to talk to you. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, um, again, Happy New Year to everybody. Kirk, how was how was your New Year's Eve? What'd you do? Did you? Did I you, stayed home and watched football. That's what I did. Did you make and, it? And racing. I, I watched the uh, final night of the Tulsa shootout as well. I stayed home on New Year's Eve. I didn't. I went out. You went out. I went out. Well, you, you lived to tell about it. I lived to tell about it. Kirk, um, what do you think about um, uh, what was going on down at Votto Speedway here the last couple nights? Well, at last night there was a great race between mm-hmm. Jonathan Davenport, Kyle Larson, Bobby Pierce. Those guys were really going at it. But at the end of the day, the 49 Superman Jonathan Davenport picking up where he left off in 2022, and uh, he's still the he's still the bad man right now. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's... Larson, all he could 
try to he's, pull off the win last night, but he, he pulled off a couple of sliders on Jonathan Davenport, but he couldn't make it work, and Superman prevailed. Right. Picking up right where he left off from last year. Yeah. What did it pay last night? Do you know? I, you know, I don't know what their purse is down there. I haven't seen. I, I looked here just a little bit ago to see what the total payout is. It's up, probably up there somewhere, but I don't I don't really know. Right. Um, Kyle Larson, uh, he, he gave him a good run last night, though, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did all he could. But, I, you know, this just speaks to how strong. Jonathan Davenport is, and what a great race car driver he is. Yes, he's got great equipment with the Lance and Darlin Landers, number 49. But behind the wheel, Jonathan right. Davenport has what it takes because when you fend off a guy like Larson and Pierce, and he admitted after the race, he said, I think I've been sitting around the couch too much this winter. I almost ran out of breath there. I, I'm not <laughs> sure I had enough there to... To finish it out, I need to get in shape, he said. Yeah. Brandon Shepard ended up running fourth. Ricky Weiss was fifth. Mike Mahler, our friend, um, our late model buddy, um, the 157, he ended up running sixth. So uh, were you surprised that uh, Jonathan Davenport picked up the win? No, not not a no. bit surprised. He, uh, he won on Saturday night. He had to come from behind. It took him a little while to grab the lead on Saturday night. Uh, but he turned out to be the dominant race car, and as it turned out, he was last night. Even though right. he got he got some battles from uh, some people, he uh, at the end of the day still had the strongest race car. And he said at the end of the race that I think I had way more in the car than what I had there at the end. Right. So that that's pretty frightening to the rest of the competition to hear that. Ripping the top is what Jonathan Davenport yeah. did, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Um, on the first night uh, down there at Valdo, uh, Brandon Shepard ended up running second. Ricky Weiss was third. Kate Dillard was uh, fourth. And Kyle Larson was fifth. But, uh, you know, there for a moment, I thought Brandon Shepard might uh, get up there and win that race. Didn't you think, though? Yeah, he had a fast race car. He's yeah. driving for the family-owned team mm -hmm. now. So they made a lot of uh, changes and brought in some New people to help out with his dad and grandpa uh, working on that race car, that foot number five car. Right. Uh, but Davenport said that the track was completely different uh, than what it was on Saturday night. So they had to throw some different things at the race car last night than what they had on Saturday night. So, right. Uh, but at the end of the day, Davenport was able to uh, win you know, pretty convincingly both nights, even though the tracks were different from Saturday to Sunday. You know, Terry Phillips looked pretty good there for a moment on the first night, didn't he? Yeah, he had, but he looped it. He spun it out. But yeah. Bobby Pierce did too, right? He did. Pierce right. got up into the, looked like he tagged the wall there. Now, I'm not sure he did make contact with the wall, but he got up into the cushion and uh, turned the 32 car around. But last night he was able to get it to the end of the end of the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kirk, I, I, I'm just, tonight is the starting night. Of this the, is it. Day one. Day one of the Chili Bowl. Actually, day two, they had an all-day practice session yesterday. Right. Which is kind of different. This is the first time. And I like that, that the all-day practice was moved to Sunday. Uh, the last few years when they added the Monday night, 
they ran the all-day practice in the daytime and then come back and run the first night after that. I think that's too much in one day. So the fact that they moved everything to Sunday, I think, is better. And that frees everything up to get uh, the guys that are running on Monday night a chance to get things together and go because they start hot lapping at 4 o'clock this afternoon. So it's, uh, you know, if you had the practice still on Monday, there's just not a lot of time to uh, do the all-day practice and still get in the, the full night of racing. Our buddy Ben from Australia, he he's chiming in. He said, did you see the drag racing crash in Australia which killed the driver so sad? Did you see that? I missed that. I didn't did see not that. see it in uh, Australia. Australia. Maybe we can uh, – we can find some video of that. But, you know, I, I hate to show that kind of video. Um, to be honest, be honest with you, you know, Kirk, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, DeMar Hamlin and uh, the accident that he had on the field on Monday Night Football. What would you think about all that? Well, I'm glad he's uh, on the road to recovery because yeah. when we witnessed that, Last Monday night, we didn't think he would make it. It, it, it did, didn't look good. It didn't look good at all. So the fact that uh, he's able to pull through that, the power of prayer was on display uh, in that whole incident, and uh, looks like he's going to be he's going to be okay. Right. So that, Had that's the best news of all. Get hurt pretty badly in a same type of a chest. What 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 game was that? I can't remember, but I pulled it up. There's another player. He's he's. Uh, being looked at he not nearly as didn't have to do cpr but had everything knocked completely out of him and um not a concussion type knockout more of a blade to the chest type knockout oh really yeah wow so but they didn't have to do any cpr no, or anything on he, him he was there but he was having he's being looked at evaluated i think they're probably going to start looking at newer chest type materials because what protection hap- chest here, protection here's what we all know and the NFL has changed the rules lately, not changed them, start enforcing the head-up rule. Right. Shoulder pad into the middle of the body, tackle these guys. No legs, no head. So you're going to start seeing damage to the torso region. And what did we have? We had somebody get hurt pretty badly, you know, getting hit in the chest. And right. same thing. So I think you'll start seeing some advancement. We had advancements in helmets for a long time. Right. I think you're going to see advancements in uh, the chest protection of these these football players. Yeah, no doubt about and it. You know what was uh, this is divine intervention. This is this is where fate steps in. When they started that game yesterday between the Bills and the Patriots, the opening kickoff was run back for a touchdown. Was that crazy? You hardly ever see that was in on the right. NFL where they He's, run back. Uh, not only that, he ran touchdown. it back twice. So me and Scott are yeah. on the phone talking about some other stuff as the as the NFL kickoff, and and I'm watching. This is my last day to watch the NFL package, right? Right. Because I'm not buying the new one. This is it. Right. I've been a subscriber, and so I've got eight screens up on my TV, and I'm watching every game. And Scott says, "Oh my God, he's running! Look at that!" And I'm like, "What?" I'm trying to find the screen, the box <laughs> on my TV. And I said, "Oh my gosh, that's amazing!" And you're right; he ran back another one later on. Yeah. First time since 2010 that anybody's run two. two back. And I think before that was our guy. Um, it's pretty Dante. amazing, that- Dante. 
Yeah. It's pretty amazing to see that once, maybe in a whole season. You know, but we were, twice in one game. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. We were spoiled because that guy ran a bunch back a and lot he of ran punts a lot of them kickbacks back a lot. So yeah. no, it was it was a good game. I didn't want to see the Buffalo win, but I was glad that everything has turned out the way it you know did as far as health wise. Frog says, "Was it the Chargers receiver Jones? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, and we and both of those they're missing. Both of their receivers are on the injured list again. So." You know, the one thing that really bothered me, again. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Scott knows what I'm saying. Uh, the, the thing that bothers me the most is, is that they allowed video of, of Hamlin falling down. Yeah. The one did, did you have a problem with that? Well, yeah, I was surprised they, they played that. Oh, yeah, he, I mean, he, uh, he fell back. Backwards, right? And uh, that piece of video, I think, is what shocked the nation. I think watching that had probably about as big an impact on the whole Absolutely. country as anything when they showed that video. Which, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very surprised that they replayed that. Uh, right all right. Well, listen, uh, we, we've got our old buddy Scotty Cook checking in from down at the Tulsa Expo Center. Um, it's the first night of the Chili Bowl. The Race of Champions is going to be tonight as well. Scotty, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good morning, guys. How how you doing? Well, you should see you should see my portable studio I got set up here. I got my phone propped up on a, a twelve pack of Diet Pepsi and uh, propped up against a roll of duct duct tape. Yeah. Hey, Scotty, we're going to be uh, doing a, a a daily show down there each day. Um, kind of giving a uh, overall kind of a, a, an opinion about the night before, and we're going to be doing that all week this week, right? Yes, sir, we are. With the help of you, Mr. Surprise and Mr. Elliot, and um, some wonderful sponsors that we've put together to help us through this week, um, we're going to have a uh, daily pre-race show. It's going to call be called... Uh, Morton Excavation Chili Bowl check-in with the help of some wonderful supporters, like we said, that are going to come aboard and help us out this week, like Oshweekin Speedway, uh, High Plains Builders Div Building Division, Permastone, Same Day Auto and Tire, Tire Pros, and uh, some wonderful people out in Phoenix, Arizona, with a uh, cool business called Beaver Stripes. It's a vinyl shop for all your wrapping needs so uh all right very special thanks to those guys and we'll be acknowledging them all week long and uh, i appreciate you and kirk and um todd helping us through it'll be a lot of fun we'll help uh we'll um we'll check in with some of the prominent drivers um this week some maybe a dignitary or two and and uh just bring you all the sights and sounds here and keep you posted uh on what's going on here with the 30 Seventh. 30, 37. 37th. 37th. Yeah. 37th annual um, Chili Bowl Nationals. It's that time, guys. Yeah. Scotty, um, uh, let's talk about the drivers that are going to be there this year. Um, we, we know that uh, Kyle's not going to be there. He's going to be racing down at Valdo with the late model this year. Um, but th the most important thing is the drivers that are there. And who do you think going into this year is the the leading candidate to win the chili bowl this year well to be honest with you i can't put one driver into the uh answer of that question 
more so, I think, this year, Scott, in any of the years past of the Chili Bowl, this is going to be quite possibly a free-for-all for what we've seen the last two or three years is a very, very solid youth movement in open-wheel racing, whether it be midget, uh, non-wing sprint cars, sprint car, it does not matter. You guys are fully aware of the youth movement in open-wheel grassroots racing. Right. And we see it showcased here year in and year out over the last five years, and it just keeps rising and rising and rising. So with that, I'd say, I don't know that I can put one solid favorite in there, um, but I will say that I think quite possibly this year will be the youngest A-Main starting lineup in the Chili Bowl Nationals history. Um, since the uh, rule was changed to lower the age limit, um, you figure the likes in with 14-year-old Emerson Axum, stupid talented. Right. Um, I say he'll be stacked in there. Jason Pursley, Ryan Timms, uh, Bryant Wiedemann, late, um, Brennan, Brenham Crouch. These are names that you're going to want to pay attention to this week. Um, granted, yes, no Bell, no Larson. Those are only two guys, but you guys are fully right. aware, as much as I am, that racing motorsports uh, is made up mostly of, I mean, you got to have a good equipment and you got to have t uh, talent uh, to pilot your race car. But man, if you have confidence, um, that bodes so much and bodes so well for um, racing. And where does that relate to what I'm trying to say? Granted, Bell, Larson, those are only two names. But you look at those drivers that I just mentioned and you get in between their ears and you relate that to confidence. Um, okay, they're going in here knowing that they're chock full of talent and they, they stand a, a solid um, they have a solid opportunity to get into the show and to finish well. And oh, by the way, oh, there's not going to be a Larson and a Bell this year. That just boosts their confidence level through the roof. So in a nutshell, those names I just mentioned, along with some other very young, talented drivers, um, I think this is a year for the youth movement for the Chili Bowl Nationals. I, I, my gut's just been telling me that. Right. Do you think Tanner Thorson can do it again? That's a yes or no question, right? That that's a yes or no question. I I, I believe that he can still get it done, don't you? Different do ride not. this year. Different ride. I I do not, and for the very reason of what just Kirk just mentioned, a new ride. Um, could it be done? Yes. Do I think it will be done? I don't think so. Yeah. And Emerson Axum's driving the number nineteen, uh, Reinbold Underwood car. And those two guys are going to be racing each other on Thursday night, too, by the way. That'll be right. interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. And, um, again, that boy's 14 years of age. Uh, he just left here with yet another driller last weekend. He's weekend eight, 18 now, isn't he? He's 18 years of age already, isn't he? Uh, Emerson? Yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. There. To me, they're all 14. <laughs> <laughs> He's still young, that's for sure. 
You know, honestly, I mean, you guys, it's um, it's unlike anything we've seen. For those of us who have covered all of this for 20-plus years, these last two or three years is unlike anything we've seen, the crop of young, and when I say young, I mean young, talented drivers that are not even one ounce afraid of getting in there and mixing it up with their elder peers. Mm -hmm. And, um, again, I just say, Watch how this week unfolds and take a good look at the starting lineup come Saturday afternoon. It's going to be chalk-filled with young talent. Yeah. Hey, uh, the uh, the Keith Coons camp, uh, we see, uh, you know, Buddy Kofoid coming off another championship last year driving that 67 car. But he's got to be racing. He's not going to be racing full-time in a midget. But it is Ryan Tim stepping into that 67 ride this year how much things are going to be different for buddy kofoid he's still driving a keep coons car but now you have ryan tim stepping into that 67 car ryan ryan um yeah well we might be able to uh ask ryan tims what he feels if y'all don't mind throwing him on just right. momentarily yeah um i think buddy kofoid and i didn't even mention buddy kofoid in that name of uh drivers but uh I, I think that it should not be any difference. Uh, a Keith Coons, Keith Coons car is a Keith Coons car. The same guy uh, bolts it together. Um, same equipment. And um, I just think that uh, Buddy will be just fine, uh, regardless of a different seat. But uh, um, not that we have a stagehand or a commercial break, but if you guys want to uh, ask the young and talented man from uh, Oklahoma City, Ryan Timms, how he feels coming into this uh, Chili Bowl Nationals. We can do that. What do y'all think? All right, let's throw him on there, Scotty. All right, enjoy the backdrop while we get him uh, mic'd up here. All right. All right, so we'll get there. Ladies and gentlemen, Ryan (laughs) Timms. Hey, Ryan, how's it going, buddy? How you doing? Pretty good, how are you? Man, are you pretty pumped up about this season coming up? This season? Yeah. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. It's the full USAC schedule, which is uh, about 35 shows. So um, we'll see how it goes. I'm really looking forward to it, though. Yeah. Yeah. And so, then uh, we hot laps uh, last night, and we're pretty fast. And uh, I run tonight, so uh, I'm feeling pretty good about that, too. And I think we'll be good tonight. What did you learn in the hot lap session yesterday? What's that? What did you Sorry. learn? Yesterday, drive. Oh, um, I, I felt like the berm was a lot taller than uh, I expected, at least. Um, so it was kind of tricky running the bottom, but I think I got it figured out on that second session. And uh, I could run it a lot harder, and I was passing guys. So um, I felt comfortable, and I think that was just the main thing, was just getting comfortable uh, just around this track. It's my second time here. so. Um, but I think they might have flatten the berm a little bit tonight so you might be able to run more up on it i could be wrong but i'm not sure yeah uh, are you pretty excited about the upcoming season and your chances to, how do you feel about your chances of winning the championship do you feel like you're confident that you could do it yeah uh i think i can do it um it's not going to be easy by any means uh the big thing is just staying consistent the whole year and getting you know good finishes every night and uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. Every now and again, I get, I have a few bad nights, and uh, I don't end up so good. So, um, but I mean, I feel like I can 
if I just, you know, take it easy and uh, not do anything stupid and I don't need to, uh, then we'll be good and we can put a whole season together and uh, get a good finish, maybe what. Yeah. How's this change everything in terms of the rest of you? I mean, you're a great sprint car driver, too. Just how, have you got your whole schedule worked out now? How much you're obviously going to be running the whole midget season, but what about the wing sprint car? Yeah, and the wing sprint car deal, I'll still run uh, around 60 shows, 65. So I'm running just around 100 races this, uh, this season. So it's going to be a busy year, but uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, uh, Ryan, we've been watching you for so long, and now that you're of age, now that you can run the the world of outlaws and you can run with the all stars, that that may that's got to be a little bit exciting to you as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it, uh, it definitely is exciting. Uh, now that I'm 16, I can run wherever, whenever I want. So um, I'm looking forward to it a lot, and I'm going to get a lot of uh, good seat time with the best of the best. So uh, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. Was was the track kind of juiced up a little bit last night? Uh, at the beginning of the night, it was. I was There was 30 groups or 34 groups of practice, and uh, I was 18 and 16. And uh, so I was right in the middle. It wasn't super juiced up when I was out there. It definitely had some moisture. But at the beginning of the night, it was hooked up. And then uh, that second run they did, it was a lot more slick. And uh, they reworked it right before I went out. So the top wasn't very good and uh, kind of around the bottom. But um, it was good all night. And uh, it didn't get too curved up or nothing. And there weren't too many wrecks. So I thought it was pretty good. What would it mean to you to win the Chili Bowl? Because, it, 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 listen, a lot of people talk about the dollars, what it should pay, but it's really about the driller, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I think so. Um, I mean, ten grand, you know, to win is a little lower, but um, just to have a driller is amazing. There's some people out there that would just kill people. I mean, just kill for a driller. And... Uh, I would just to win, just to be able to win a prelim night for me would be really awesome. I've been coming to the Chili Bowl since I was younger, and this is where I kind of got introduced to dirt racing and uh, open wheel racing, and uh, I've always loved it, and I've loved coming every year. Uh, I just I feel really blessed that I'm in the position where I can uh, race now and even compete for a win. So um, I think. Uh, I feel confident that we can win tonight uh, on the Freedom Night. So just to be able to win, Freedom would be amazing. And I'd, I'd be really happy for all my guys who are there at KKN. And if I did win Saturday, that'd be even better. I I don't even know what I'd do with myself. Uh, right. But I'd be really excited. Yeah. How do you feel about getting your qualifying night out early Monday night versus running later in the week? Yeah, I chose Monday just. For me, uh, it's because waiting throughout the entire week just gets me more nervous and gets me thinking about stuff, and I should overthink everything. But uh, so I just chose Monday to get it out of the way, and then the other reason was it's today right after practice, so you're a little more fresh uh, off running. And uh, I think that it's not the it's not you know a weak field, but it's compared to some of the other nights i think that um it's a little easier tonight so um see what we can do i was going to ask you about houston speedway 
are you going to be able to run that $250,000 to win race uh, later this year, or you got any conflicts there? You're so good at that racetrack. Yeah, uh, I'll be there for that two hundred fifty grand. Um, He's already taking the check to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> why, are, why are you so good at Houston's? I just, it's exactly how I like a racetrack. It's quarter miles, uh, banked, and curved up and slick. Uh, so, and I like when there's a nice berm. It's got one, so. Uh, I'll be there for the 250, though, and uh, I feel pretty confident about that race also. Are you going to be able to run Eldora? The million dollar race, there's a, so I'm running the full USAC schedule and there's a USAC race the night of the prelim for the million. So I'm not 100% sure yet. Uh, it's kind of up in the air, but I hope so. Yeah. Well, Ryan, we appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports, man. You've always been gracious with your time with us here, and we appreciate you taking the time with us, man. Good luck to you tonight. I'll see you down there a little bit later, okay? Yeah, no problem. It was nice talking to you guys. All right. Good luck. All right. We'll see you. Thank you. Hey, buddy, I asked Buddy to come over. He's going to come over. Ryan Timms. How about that? You know, I was looking at the uh, roster for tonight. Cannon McIntosh is also running tonight. Uh, Just uh, that's one of the other big names that kind of sticks out. And uh, who's running on Monday night? So that's going to be interesting to see if uh, Ryan Timms and Cannon have big duel tonight. And the race of champions is also tonight, which is different than years past, where they used to run that on Tuesday night. The race of champions is now, now on tonight. Monday. So what do you think about that, Scotty? Well, I just think that kicks the festivities off in this place. And uh, you guys are fully aware of the atmosphere and the electricity in this building, how it ramps up each and every night and it gets a little bit higher and a little bit higher and i think nothing better than to kick this thing off to give them a double feature give them a bonus feature on a monday night and um oh by the way after a small visit with uh, ryan Timms, we were just talking about uh the very young talented pingrove california's michael buddy kofoid what do y'all think you have a word with him what do you want yep we'll, we'll be glad to have a word with him Let's throw Michael on and see what he thinks about his chances this year. Stand by. We'll get him mic'd up. And uh, he's right. got to be one of the heavy favorites to come in. I'd say heavy favorite. He's the two-time defending champion of the USAC NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars, and he's coming in looking for his first driller at the Chili Bowl. Buddy, are you ready to go? Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm excited and, and glad to be here. Um, yeah, I'm just itching to go. Yeah, you you got to feel good about going back to back. Um, what about tonight's race of champions? What, what are your feelings about tonight's race? Yeah, no, I'm um, well. I'm excited to be racing, of course, but um, I think you know being in there, race of champions is special for what it means, but also it's just more laps and and you know a, you know close to a, a regular feature length race and. and similar conditions to what we'll see in our prelim night or on Saturday so um, it certainly doesn't hurt to have more laps and it just gives you more time to fine-tune your car and, and hopefully make it better yeah uh, buddy what night are you gonna go this week uh, I go Tuesday tomorrow tomorrow night yeah uh, do you think that how much how much uh, do you think that you can gain from tonight's race of champions to apply to tomorrow night um, like I said, I, I think a lot um, as, 
you know, to me here um, at a place like this, any time on the track is, is crucial and important. So, um, you know, the race of champions is later in the day today. So, um, you know, the track should be moderately wide and, and slick, hopefully with a cushion, but also hopefully a good bottom. And, um, should create good racing, and, and that should be what we see all week. So, what kind um, of what kind of a track are we going to have this this week, buddy? Uh, well, for me, hopefully, you know, I love when it's slick and wide with a cushion, but also, you know, a, a decent bottom that you got to finesse and, and really slow down and hit. Um, that hopefully creates two even grooves would be cool to me. So, um, but yeah, it's fun running the cushion. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, so let's just talk about going back to back. What what was what is the your thought process on being able to do that and winning those two championships? Just give us an idea of what it feels like as a driver to be able to do that. Yeah, no, that's uh, it was you know special to do that, and, and you know the people that have won championships and won two of them or back to back. Um, you know, I feel like it's, it's, you know, the list goes down to that. So to put my name there with, with some of those guys is me special as I've looked up to a lot of them and, and they're legends in our sport that we still talk about this day and, and inspire to be. So, um, you know, to be one of those guys now is, is really cool. And, um, you know, it's a lot of hard work in these last three years have been tough, but, um, you know, with the help of Ethan Deed and, and providing us great equipment at Keith Motorsports and Holborn and Toyota um, allowed us to, to, you know, give us equipment to work hard and, and win with. And, and Jared Martin has been a um, huge reason, you know, why we've been able to do what we've done. So, you know, I credit a lot of that to him and, and his hard work and work, work ethic is um, to me second to none. So, um, I'm happy to... Um, just be working alongside him, and I'm just glad that he's the guy spinning the wrenches on my car. And, and same thing here. Um, you know, especially with him, if if I feel okay or not great or need this or that, you know, I feel like he'll always get it get it right, and, and eventually we'll find it. And we'll be right there. How, how much uh, winged racing are you going to be doing this year, buddy? Uh, I'll I'll be close to full time or pretty much full time with Crouch Motorsports. Um, I'm predicting probably at least eighty plus races. Oh my god! Cars, high limit, uh, Pennsylvania, uh, and everything. All right, are you going to be in uh, some NASCAR stuff too? NASCAR trucks, anything right. like that this year? What uh, what some of that type of racing are you going to be able to do? Um, with that side, I'm not sure yet. We're still uh, finalizing some of that. Um, hopefully, that's where that's where I want to be, and I'd love to do that. So, uh, we'll just uh, you know, keep working on that and um, try and keep it up. Buddy, what what is uh, the goal in life for you? And I know it to be a professional race car driver is the goal, but what where do you want to end up? Uh, for however long I can remember, and still to this day, um, I want to race in the Cup Series. And that's where I've always wanted to be. That's my goal, and when I was a young kid, 
yeah. was my dream. Still is. So. Yeah. Well, buddy, we appreciate you taking the time to come over here and join us for a little bit, man. And good luck to you this weekend. Good luck tonight in the race of champions. And uh, we'll see you down there a little bit later, okay? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate yeah. it. All right, bud. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. Thank you. Buddy, Kofoid. Uh, you know, if, if you pick uh, two or three favorites to win at the end of this week, right. he's got to be among those two or three, wouldn't you say? I, w I would believe that, yeah, no doubt. I mean, he's not won the Chili Bowl, but neither has Justin Grant. He's still looking for his first Chili Bowl win. He picked up Turkey Night, and, you know, we just spoke with Ryan Timms. He's going to be in fast race cars. Keith Coon's cars are. And uh, you look at uh, guys like Cannon McIntosh and some of the other uh, drivers that have been really accomplished at a midget over the past two or three years, none of which have won the Chili Bowl. So uh, we very easily could get our first ever winner. And why wouldn't you when you consider five of the last six Chili Bowl winners are not even here? Yeah. yeah. Scotty, what would it – what would it uh... – what do you think the crowd, how they would react to Buddy Kofoid winning the uh, the Chili Bowl this year? Well, you know what? I mean, honestly, the reaction of this crowd, no matter whoever wins, is always awesome. It could be a, right. a second or a third time winner, a first time winner. It doesn't matter. The roof blows off of this place always. But first time winners, man, here, um, awesome. And I think this year, we were talking about the youth movement a bit ago. I think this year uh, could be the year uh, for a first-time winner. And um, I think we stand a really, really solid chance. And since we've talked to a couple of the stable uh, pilots and Buddy Kofoid and Ryan Timms, um, are you guys open to uh, visiting with one Mr. Keith Kuntz? Oh, absolutely. All right, all right, man. Just like we planned it fly by the seat of our ass he just so happens to be standing here waiting on us all right great all right hang, hang tight all right oh i don't want to knock it down here we go hey hey keith this is scott trailer from racing boys with my partner kirk elliott man thanks for coming over there and being a part of the show um you, you got to feel good with your stable of drivers this year don't you yeah i do you know um you know, we got Rico returning, uh, Buddy Kofoid. You know, we got some new hitters, Ryan Timms and uh, Tanner Carrick's back again. So, you know, we've, we've got three guys that have won here before uh, on prelim nights. And, uh, you know, of course, Rico's, you know, won a couple of the big nights. Um, Tom Harris, you know, and Kaylee Bryson coming back. You know, I think she's going to be tougher this year. Right, right. What, what, what impresses you about Ryan Timms? Uh, you know, you know, it's like the rest of these guys, you know, like when we was able to get Kyle and Christopher and even Buddy, there's just something that we've seen in him, you know, out there. He's out there racing them sprint cars. He's, he's traveling all over the United States and being competitive in sprint cars. And he's 16 years old, um, getting wins against the best of them. And, you know, he can step right in the midget. He, he, uh, came run some races for us this year and, and won a couple and, run up front and just about every one um we just there's something there that we see that you know it's, it's going to take a little bit you know get his feet wet this year you know solid 
and then I, I think we'll be we'll be good. You know, um, yeah, we'll be we'll be challenging for wins all year. The kid's just he's just good. You know, he's got so much experience at a young right. age. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to you to be the all-time midget winning owner now? It, it, that that had to be a an ultimate thrill for you, didn't it? Yeah, you know, it's that's something I never really dreamed of um, growing up, or as I as as I started my career with midget racing, you know, and um, it just kind of escalated there, you know, with you know around. 2012, 13 with Kyle and Christopher and Enrico and Tanner and, you know, uh, just had some really great years, you know, last year with, with, um, with Buddy, you know, got 12 wins and Ryan won and Dominic Gordon won. So, you know, they getting that 10 to 15 wins a year, the number really multiplied pretty quick. Um, you know, Steve Lewis really set the bench high, benchmark high there, you know, and um, to be, you know, Steve was, I, I think, you know, just one of the greatest car owners ever and be mentioned in the same breath, you know, it's just, just crazy. Right. Hey, I want to talk about one driver, Gavin Bouchel. He was really impressive at the shootout the other night. What do you think about that young driver? Yeah, you know, um, He's been really great in the midget. You know, he's been with us for a little bit over a year now, off and on. Um, this last year, you know, I think he just he just growed up. I mean, he growed up. I think he's 14 now. Um, but that year made a big difference just in his maturity and um, really got the midget underneath of him now and was able to win, win a couple races this year in the midget. And, uh, I, I think, you know, being here last week, and was good and everything he went got in he'll uh you know so he, he got last weekend under him got got used to the racetrack so um he he will be i think i think he will be a player this week too yeah uh, let me ask you about the race of champions tonight uh they've moved it from tuesday to monday night what can yep. what can you learn from tonight's race that you can apply to the rest of the week um we're gonna learn. We're gonna learn a lot of what uh, what this track is doing this year. You know, it's it seems to be you know from last week and even last night, the track doesn't have as much grip in it as the past. So we'll we'll get a good feel. We're running four cars on our Monday night here, and then four cars in the race of champions. So we'll get a lot of track time, and we're gonna just. We'll figure out how far we got to go to get these things hooked up. You know, um, a lot of times in practice here, we we seem to be trying to flip over backwards. There's so much grip, and we're just not seeing that this year. So, um, you know, we'll get to experiment with uh, different cars and some different setups with the different guys and try to find that one that really works, you know. And, you know, it might not be the guy that wins the race, but it might be that guy that comes from deep and, gets up close to the front, you know, and that, that kind of tells us what's on that car, and, uh, you know, what, what we do going forward. How, how many cars do you have this year down at the Chili Bowl, Keith? Uh, we, we have 14 this year. 14. Hey, yep. Kaylee Bryson, you know, we look back at last year's Chili Bowl, the way she qualified for that A main run in that B last year. Uh, Kaylee really coming in 
with a lot of confidence after what she did last year. She made history last year. Yeah, last year, you know, she was, you know, really during the year she was she was uh, kind of hot and cold, and you know she was she was out of a ride there at the end of the year. You know, Toyota was going to let her go, and she knew that. And I think that had a little bit to do with it. She kind of really stepped up and showed what she could do right here. You know, last year in the B main and came from deep and transferred in to be the first female to make the show. Um, and and since then, you know. Toyota stepped up and uh, provided her a ride for, for all of 2022. And um, she got really, really good this year, you know, more consistent. Uh, she was a, you know, she was a top five car there at the end of the year, most of the races. So uh, she's really knocking on the door and I think she's going to come out of the box here and, and uh, you know, be fighting hard to, and be competitive. So I, I, she will be better this year than she was last year. Yeah. Uh, so, what what kind of advice do you give your drivers, especially at this race, because this is the biggest midget race of the year? What kind of advice do you give your drivers going into a race like this? You know, the biggest thing is, you know, you take this one one race at a time. This this is not about tonight or tomorrow night. It's it's about Saturday night. Right. So it, it's about putting yourself in position every race for the next race. You know, each one of these drivers is going to hit the track about probably about six times during the week. So, you know, you can you can blow it all here in your heat race and be and be stuck back. So you got to go out in this very first race and, and take the best that you can. Um, you want to win it. You want to you want to be able to pass cars and win it, get as many points as you can. But you can't do anything stupid and put and jeopardize and put yourself in a hole right off the bat that you got to dig out of. Right. So it's it's about it's about going from race to race here. Put yourself in position for the qualifier. Put you put you in position for the feature tonight. Then that'll put you in position for Saturday night. How how much is luck involved in winning the Chili Bowl, Keith? Um, not much. You know, I mean, this is there's. there's these guys that are going to win this, there's a lot of skill. Their guys are good. The car's good. The team's good. Um, it's, you know, the best guys, the best guys are going to be battling at the end of the Saturday night, you know. Um, you know, it's, you just can't get caught up. You know, the good guys don't. They don't seem to get caught up in the wrecks. They miss stuff. Um, you know, the skill, this the cream rises to the top. Right, right. As it normally does. Right. Two guys you got running on Friday night, uh, Brenham Crouch and uh, and then you also got Bryant Wiedemann. Those two kids have really taken to these midgets big time, and it's just only a matter of time before they step up and win a driller, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, they both, uh, you know, this – you know, they've been with us for a couple of years again, and, and it takes everybody that first year to get their feet wet. And then that second year, they really make progress. And that's that's what we've seen this year with Brian and Brenham. Um, Brenham won the, the Power Eye Championship this year. There was a point in the year you could just see things change. Right? And then some kids are getting more mature. You know, they went from 15 to 16. Things just change for them, and, and they're more aware of what's going on. And um, they're just different. 
Bryant, you know, Bryant really came on strong at the end of the year, was a top five guy in a lot of USAC races, knocking at the door. Um, they'll, they're both going to be, I mean, we have so much depth in our team. You know, these kids that everybody thinks are kids, but they, they've got a couple years under the belt now. And, you know, they're, they're, they're factors. They're, they're all going to be hunting to get in the show here and get locked in and be a factor on Saturday. And Rico, the one guy that knows what it's like to hoist that big driller, he goes on Wednesday night. How big of a leader is he to all these young drivers? Is he a, is he a mentor? Yeah, he is. You know, um, everybody knows how good Rico's going to be. He's he's he really wants to win again. You know, it's been five six years now since he's won. Uh, he's been on the podium darn near every year. Um, he. Uh, he wants a bad, you know, so just to see that drive and, and, you know, we judge a lot off of Rico, you know, he's our, he's our lead guy on our team. Um, we'll judge a lot off of him and his car and the attitude that we got going. And, you know, hopefully we can uh, kind of win some of these prelim nights and, and that kind of sets the attitude for the, for the weekend coming up. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Tom Harris. Tom, Tom, you know, he's, He's a great race car driver over in the UK. Uh, he's, it, it's hard to come in here and just get in a midget once a year, but he's been really, really fast. You know, uh, he usually takes him that prelim night. He gets close, but he hasn't gotten locked in, I don't think, yet. Um, you know, he just got to get I – think, I think he's the one that, you know, you talk about luck. He's – He's got to have things kind of fall right, get in the right heat race, and get himself in position through that first couple of races, and, and get him confident, you know. And, and then that race, he, I think he was close to getting locked in last year and got caught up in something. And uh, you know, he's he's very capable, and I think you know, more and more he comes back every year. He just gets better and better. Yeah. What, what is, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about some of the drivers that are not going to be competing this year at the Chili Bowl. Um, your thoughts on that, and it, it that just gives other people opportunities to win this race. Would you agree with me on that? Yeah, definitely. You know, um, you know, the two big ones are Kyle and Christopher that, you know, have won preliminary nights for I don't know how many years now that have been major players, uh, are going to be here, um, Christopher is more, you know, he, he put on that race down there in Texas, the Michael race and, uh, um, JD Vanderley got hurt and that kind of, kind of put a damper on, on Christopher. You know, he's, he's at that point in his career with NASCAR and that and Gibbs, um, uh, just signed a multi-year deal and they're kind of protecting their asset and they don't want him running no more open wheel stuff right now. You know, uh, he's too valuable to that team. So right. that's, that's the real reason Christopher's not here. Um, Kyle, on the other hand, is kind of, you know, kind of used the, what it pays and money for everybody else. As I think, I think it kind of got blown out portion probably by the media a little bit, you know, when somebody like that's not here, um, you know, he's off doing the late model, late model race is a big deal. And he's, he's kind of went that direction nowadays. I think he still loves this place, but, uh, but that opens up the doors for some other people because them guys are gone. Some of the other guys like Brad Sweet and David Gravel, I think have went over to Australia and, 
you know, um, so it, it, it takes a few of the guys that are the cream of the crop and opens up some more avenues. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll see some other guys that have stepped up that have probably run close to winning. And, you know, if they can pull off a win, they're going to get, uh, be considered a factor for years to come here. Well, you right. know what that means, Keith? It means that we've got a really good shot of getting a first-time winner on Saturday night, and that's always exciting. Yeah, you know, I think you got guys that, uh, you know, you're, you you got Tanner Thorson and Rico are the two guys that have won here, only guys that have really won Saturday, you know, in the last probably 10 years. Um, they're both going to be factors. But it definitely opens up the door for for guys like Cowboy Grant, um, some of these other ones that uh, that are out there that have, have been really close, you know. So Cannon McIntosh uh, is another one that's, that's you know really really good right now. Um, that'll be be a factor. So it, it'll switch up some of these prelim nights and get guys locked in that probably haven't been locked in before. Um, Zach Dom's another one. Zach, I think you're going to see some sleepers like that. You know, a guy like right. Zach is really, really at, at probably the best he's ever been in a midget this year. So, and he's really good here. So, you know, you're, you're going to see some, a few new names get locked in on prelim nights. And that's, that's going to change the dynamics come Saturday. Uh, and when you look at all the other teams that are surrounding you down there at the Chili Bowl, which team stands out to you as having the the best chance to, dare I say it, compete with Keith Coons Motorsports? Um, probably. God, I don't know. Um, I, RMS, you know, with with uh, Justin Grant and Timez, they are going to be really, really tough. They also have Spencer Mason, which you know Spencer is really good. So I mean, they have three really good drivers. Uh, Dave Mack with, with Shannon and, and Michael Pickens. Michael's been really, really good in driving for uh, Dave Mack, you know, on the outdoor stuff. Now he's here. So I, uh, Michael Pickens is going to be a factor in this whole deal. So yeah. Yeah. Um, just off the top of my head, those two guys, Tanner Thorson, um, you know, AME, you know, they won last year with Tanner, and now they got Jason Pursley and, and some other guys. So, you know, those are just some of the teams that are, I, I think they're going to be factors. And Chad Boat's another one. Chad's got, you know, really great stuff. And, you know, just off the top of my head, I'd say those guys, you know, those teams are, are going to have multiple cars getting locked in and, and, and being a factor on Saturday. Yeah. Well, Keith, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Mostly Motorsports. And uh, good luck to you this week, man. We hope that you uh, pick up another driller. All right? Thanks. We're looking forward to it. Um, all my guys are looking forward to it. Um, we'll get the night in tonight, and that has set the tone for the whole week. All right. Thank you again, Keith. Thanks, we appreciate Keith. it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. There he is, the great ones, Keith Coons, 14 race cars. This week, how about that? Man. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's pretty awesome stuff. But you know he he's right about uh, you know GMS. Uh, you know Justin Grant just winning the Turkey Night Grand Prix and Timez. You brought his name up the other day, right? You know he's you certainly never, a guy you, that can contend. You can never count out Timez. Yeah, never.
Would you agree with that, Scotty? Absolutely never, ever count T-Mez out. No matter where he's racing, no matter which event it is. Um, we've been talking about the youth movement all morning. He's not involved in that youth movement, but he can flat get it done. And right now, at this stage of his career and all these youngsters that he's racing with night in and night out, he's really in the business of hurting youngsters' feelings right now. Um, case in point, about a year ago, young Ryan Timms was racing in his backyard at Port City. <laughs> T-Maz gave him a great, big, nasty wheel, and yeah. Ryan got yeah. upside down. Yeah. And I talked to Ryan the night after the race, and I said, son, first of all, you better get used to it, and until you start giving that stuff back, you're going to keep eating wheels. So you better start giving them back and standing up for yourself. Timez is not afraid to hurt feelings, and he's not afraid to go fast forward. And do I think he can win this thing? No. Do I think he can finish top ten? Yes. Possibly a top five. Hey, I want to go through these names that are in that race of champions tonight, the O'Reilly Auto Parts Invitational Race of Champions, you got Tanner Thorson, Justin Grant, Tanner Carrick, Rico Abreu, Buddy Kofoid, Chad Boat, Blake Hahn, Brennan Crouch, Zach Dom, Spencer Baston, Cannon McIntosh, Cody Swanson, Logan Seavey, Sammy Swindell, Tim McCready, Damian Gardner, Michael Pickens, Chase Briscoe, and Alex Bowman. Those are the names that are in the Race of Champions tonight. Scotty, just... Uh, Pick any of those names that I just rattled off. Who sticks out that we might not already talked about that uh, could be a sleeper in this thing? Blake Hahn. No doubt. There um, you go. Blake Hahn is very confident in his ride. And I saw some onboard footage of both of his practice sessions yesterday. He utilized the top for the first session. He used the bottom for the second session. And on the last two laps of his second session, he couldn't stand the bottom any longer. He had to go back up there and try more of the time. Right. But my point being, man, his race car is an absolute rocket. And if he gets a good starting spot, he very well could be one that we haven't mentioned thus far to come out on top in this race of champions. But, man, you read off those list of drivers you just named, wow, wow, wow. You talk about talent. Mm -hmm. crammed into one featured event that's some absolute talent right there and the uh, race of champions will be one to watch tonight it should be fun and shame on me guys um for not including when we mentioned the youth movement a bit ago including a one gavin bochelle uh we talked about 14 years old i always get he and emerson mixed up uh gavin is the one that's 14 emerson yeah. 18 but um unbelievably talented he got a driller last weekend at the shootout gavin Bouchelle got a driller up, yeah he walked up out of this building with a driller and um no one was surprised that young man is wildly 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 talented do i think he can win no simply uh, the chili bowl nationals no simply because of the youth and inexperience this being his First Chili Bowl, I think. I don't think he ran last year. He might have. 
But nevertheless, I do believe, A, that he can get into the show, and B, I think he could pull off a top ten, maybe a top five. Let me throw one other name at you there, Scotty. Brent Cruz. Um, a young man that I've not been able to uh, follow very much or know much about, but what I do know is that uh, he is wildly talented as well, and he should uh, turn some heads this weekend. And, um, again, just another name to throw into the mix of uh, young talented driver let me throw one more in there young Corey day out of the state of california no doubt just just an endless list of guys under the age of 19 20 years old that i believe are going to make up this a main event come saturday night i i see not many veterans outside of rico and uh maybe uh buddy huh yeah well yeah i mean buddy it's, it feels funny to even call Buddy a veteran. Right. Uh, but my picks to win the Chili Bowl, if if I could be allotted two, one would be Rico to go for the three, and the second would be Michael Buddy Kofoid to uh, win his first. And from there, you just start rattling off every single young, talented name that we've uh, mentioned today. I think, guys, and I've said it before, I'll say it again, I think this is a year that uh, a youngster is going to surprise everyone in this uh, huge event. Scotty, you can't count out Justin Grant, though. He, he's the USAC no. Sprint Car Champion, and, and he's a, a past winner of the champion. He's a champion's winner here at the Chili Bowl. Justin Grant, you can always count on him to be consistent and be up towards the front, right? And he just coming off and, winning and, turkey night. And and remiss for not need, not even mentioning him up to this point because uh, Justin, uh, you mentioned Kofoid, you mentioned Rico. Um, Justin is every bit as talented. Um, he has a lot of uh, seat time, a lot of laps in this building. Um, preliminary night wins, he can flat get around this racetrack. Uh, but I think that uh, he stands a solid chance to uh, pull off a, a podium this weekend. Do I think he can win? No, I very well could be wrong because he has ever been as talented as Rico or Buddy. But uh, absolutely, I own California's Justin Grant will be one to watch this week as well. If you can win the turkey night, you can win the Chili Bowl. For sure. That is for sure. And the one guy, we talked all about these young kids. Let's talk about the guy who's been here from day one, the five-time winner of the Chili Bowl, all-time winner, 67-year-old Sammy Swindell. He's still running. I saw Sammy getting out of his uh, race car after his first practice session. And in my 40-plus uh, years of watching Sammy Swindell race, I noticed uh, Sammy wearing glasses for the first time behind the wheel of a race car. No kidding. Um, no kidding, yeah. Um, it, is, it is simply unbelievable, the track record. Um, you know, those, uh, those five championships spanning over... Four decades, three, yeah. 
89, he won his first one. 89, and the last one was what? Oh, 09. Oh, 09? Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's crazy. That's crazy. Sammy, Sammy is, uh, father time is catching up with him. No doubt about it. But it's just simply amazing at this age. Just, it's just mind boggling that he's even still competitive. Yeah. And, and uh, don't think for one minute of any of the names that we've mentioned in this show thus far. Uh, don't think for one minute that there is not an intimidation factor there. There, there clearly and truly is, by all means. Scotty, it sounds like it's getting ready to get loud there. No louder than it's been since we started. I don't know. <laughs> hey, uh, J.J. Yaley is probably thrilled fans at the Chili Bowl about as much as anybody. He's still coming back racing this thing, isn't he? You know, I was watching the local news last night, and they had a piece with J.J. Yaley, and uh, he talked about um, this particular event. Come the uh, 1st of January when the Chili Bowl rolls around, as a race car driver, there's nowhere else in the world that he wants to be. And I would, I would say, I would say, if you asked him, so far as the amount of fun that he has behind the wheel, uh, compared to any NASCAR event that he, that he starts, I'd say this is as much fun that he has each and every year this one particular week. Is he a contender anymore? No, but he's still here and he's still competing and he's still having the time of his life. Is he ever has won a driller? He was a runner up, I believe in 2003, four, yeah. somewhere in there. That's about as close as he came. But every everyone loves JJ Yaley and he's here back again this year and he'll be ripping tear offs and mixing it up with the best of the best in the business and everybody else in this building. Is he still the all time winner? Is he still the all time guy of running through the alphabet soup at the Chili Bowl? He's got to be close to it. He's got to be the all-time runner through the alphabet soup at the Chili Bowl. I don't remember anybody else going through as many races as J.J. has. Well, I'd say outside of Sammy Swindell, there aren't many who have as uh, many laps around this racetrack as J.J. Yaley. And, um, yeah, he's run his share of alphabet soup portions of this event. And... Um, Hopefully that won't be the case this year. We'll just all have to sit back and watch and see how everything unfolds for him. Are they hot lapping already there, Scotty? I'm here. No, they're clearing the building. Okay. That's why they were yelling at me. You'd think I'd have a hall pass to stay. It sounds like cars going around the racetrack to me. I don't know. That might be ringing in your ears, Kurt. <laughs> All right, Scotty. Well, we appreciate you. Uh, hey, listen, before we bail out, um, yeah. Scott, yeah. Um, I'll look forward to working with you guys this weekend. And anybody who's uh, watching this morning and paying attention to what's going on here, um, we just want to let you know we'll be checking in with you this week. Uh, we, we haven't established a time yet, but we uh, sometime before the race begins uh, each night, we will be putting up the uh, Chili Bowl check-in brought to you by Morton Excavation and we will have daily sponsors, Glenn Styers Racing, Oswegian Speedway, Beaver Stripes out of the state of Arizona, High Plains Building Division, 
Permastone, same day auto and tire, tire pros. Some wonderful, wonderful supporters that stepped up with us this week to bring you some behind the scenes and um, in-depth coverage and some interviews with some of the very talented drivers that bless this building. And uh, it's gonna be a great week. Look forward to seeing you guys down here. Wrap your stuff up, get the shoot studio shut down and come on down. All right, Scotty, we'll see you here a little all bit right. later. Good interview. God bless you, fellas. Thanks for all getting right, all those great interviews. Thanks for awesome. doing all that. Yeah, thanks to Koontz and uh, Tim's and Kofoid uh, for entertaining us. That was kind of fly by the seat of our ass, kind of the way we roll. Well done, Scotty. All right, good job, buddy. Bye, guys. See you here in a little bit. All right, right. there you have it. That's Scotty Cook joining us down from the uh, Chili Bowl Midget Nationals. We need to take a break. That We went a whole hour. That was unbelievable. That was a had. good hour of interviews right there, wasn't it? I'd say so. Keith Coons, Buddy Kofoid, Ryan Timms. And then when we come back, we're going to have Emerson Axum on that we did an interview with him on Saturday. Right, Kurt? That's right. Yeah. All right. Todd, you ready to go? All right. We're, we're going to take a break. Um, today's show is brought to you by Rod In Supply. We can't thank them enough for coming on board with us. We so appreciate Bob Douglas and everything he does for Racing Boys. We'll be back with more right here on Mostly Motorsports. Again, all brought to you by Rod In Supply. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Rod End Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod End Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod End Supply is an assortment of Rod End's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod End Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodendsupply.com. Missouri's must play Osage Three nine-hole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. Rod End Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod End Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod End Supply is an assortment of Rod End's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod End Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodendsupply.com. Especially sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other ad specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business to make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and Radius Rods. And specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Well, we need to change the intro to Scott Trailer and Kirk Elliott. Why? Right. Another change. Huh? Huh? It's Scott Trailer with no, Scott Trailer. No, 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 no. I'm just helping out. Well, we appreciate you hanging out. <laughs> Man, that was a pretty good hour, wasn't it? Man. Keith Coons, Buddy Kofoid. And, and Ryan, Ryan Timms. Boy, don't get much better than that, does it? Doesn't get much better than that right there. Yeah, we. Uh, if you want the ultimate preview of what's going to happen this week, you just heard it. Right. In the last hour. No doubt about it. We got it all laid out <coughs> right now, don't we? Yeah. We're ready to go racing. Um, I want to remind everybody about the, uh, the Z06 Corvette that they're giving away up at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. It's got the Z07 Performance Package on it. It's pearl white Metallica tri-coat color. Um, they're going to give you $25,000 cash on top of that as well to help pay for the taxes. This is a 760-horsepower 5.5 LT6 V8 engine. goes from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds. Can you imagine going from 0 to 60 in 2.6 seconds? Set your back in the seat, wouldn't it? Do you think Kirk Elliott would stab <laughs> on the gas, Todd, and and get up to uh, um, zero to sixty in two point six seconds? I don't know if he'd do that or not. To be honest with you, not no, now. I don't think so. he, he might spin out if he did that. Yeah, I've you, seen you him drive it, a high end sports car before, but we were on a racetrack with a driver, so you know, I don't. Right. I don't. You know. can handle that though, right? <laughs> oh no, I could handle it. <laughs> right, no doubt. Um, I, I, I'm. I'm Real excited about this uh, this Corvette they're going to give away. Again, you can buy a raffle ticket at winaz06corvette.com. That's winaz06corvette.com. And, again, this is a uh, all-aluminum cylinder block. It, it's a small block, and it, it's just a, a remarkable car. 
And if you want to have a chance to win it, you can do it at winaz06corvette.com. Winaz06corvette.com. Kirk, would you like to have that Corvette? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Todd, how about you? Bring it on. What would you do if if you won that Corvette, Todd? I, I might put it up for an auction again. You might just sell it. <laughs> I, I might just take turn, the twenty five thousand uh, dollars in cash and sell the car. Sell the car, right? You'd at least want to take it for a spin. Well, I don't know if it might be worth an extra thirty grand if that thing. If you said it was never even touched by the guy who sold it to you, you know what I mean? It's if it had like zero miles, zero on it. miles on it, right? And still plastic on the seats. <laughs> I'd sit in it, take my pictures, maybe. Yeah, how much would the value come off of it if you got in and did take it for a spin yeah. versus not touching it? That's at what all. I'm saying. So I'd have to contemplate. I'd reach out to my lawyer and say, "What what's what's our best option?" But trust me, fifteen years ago, you couldn't have stopped. I trust me you, you i'd have had problems it, it would have been in your garage and you would have, you would have kept it and we'd have had problems right <laughs> your, I, your wife might have had a problem with you well she might be all right till the first few tickets my you know i have a lot of policemen in my neighborhood and they they all know my car as i come down the road already if you come down the road in that kind of car that's a real race car my friend right that's a real race car right yeah there. no doubt about it um it, it's got dual uh coil valve springs it's got 460 uh, pounds of foot torque. Um, it, it's just a remarkable car. And, again, you can win this car, and all the proceeds from this car are the raffle tickets. They all go to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. And uh, Bob Baker does such a great job up there with that place, man. Is Bob Baker one of the great guys in motorsports? Oh, no doubt about it. How long have we known him, Kurt? Uh, I've known him for at least 30 years, seems like. 35, when maybe, did, maybe when, no more, longer than that, actually, did, 35 when, years. When did he promote the races at uh, um, Sedalia? Do you remember what year In that was? In the 90s. I mean, we're talking, you know. Early back, 90s? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That's when they had this mile track still down there. Yeah. Was the mile still there when he promoted? Yeah, because he used to promote a big event on the mile track every year. Oh, he did? Yep. Hmm. So hmm. we've known Bob a long time. Yeah. One well, of the great guys in all of racing. You know, I was looking at uh, Blake races on Wednesday night this week, doesn't he? Yep, I so think he does. He, uh, he'll he be ready to go. Where are you finding night? that? On, on ChiliBowl.com? On the, the ChiliBowl website. Yeah. Uh, Justin Grant we're talking about. He's always Friday night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, Thursday night, uh, looking at uh, the different guys that are racing. Brady Bacon is racing on Thursday night. And uh, I'm looking at some of the other names on there. Uh, you know, he used to have, when Bell was racing, that, that would be always his night. But that, that's going to be an open night now where a lot of different guys. Oh, Tanner Thorson. And Emerson Axum are going to go at it on Thursday night. Axum is in Tanner Thorson's old ride, the old Reinbold Underwood ride that won last year's race. Emerson Axum's going to be driving that race car on Thursday night, and Tanner Thorson is going to be racing on that same night. And of course, Rico, we mentioned Blake Hahn on Wednesday night. That's the night Rico will be running. Mm-hmm. And then Buddy Kofoid on Tuesday night. And then tonight, Ryan Timms, Cannon McIntosh are two of the big guns. Kirk, who's your early pick? 
I'm going to go with uh, Buddy. Buddy Kofoid. Buddy wins the Chili Bowl. How about that? Last year, I picked Justin mm. Grant. He fell just a little bit short. I, maybe I should pick him again. But uh, I'm going to go with Justin Buddy Grant. this time. Yeah. I, I, you know. I had Justin Grant picked a couple when I heard that Seabell and Larson wasn't going to be there. Now watch that I'm not picking Justin Grant. I got it. He'll, he'll win it. That's how it works again. in these drafts, you know. Yeah. You pick one, and I, I take the next one. Fantasy, fantasy racing draft. So, yeah. My... Marie asked, is Allen Thursday night? Uh, Joey, or I think he is. Let me see. He's uh, Thursday night. I think that's right. Jacob Allen on Thursday night. Mm. Yes. The 1A car. All right. So uh, if you guys would like, um, our phone lines are always open. 816-833-8553. 816-833-8553. If you'd like to chime in and give us your picks. If you think... You know who's going to win this this year's Chili Bowl. Uh, we'd like to hear from you. So the phone lines are always open. Uh, again, we're two hours now, um, and I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to doing two hours every yeah, Monday. Just, we'll just go as long as it takes, right? Right. That that's what podcasts are all about. Right. We don't have to fit it in a time window like we do radio broadcasts. No. When we do Saturday morning on 810 WHB in Kansas City, it's got to be an hour on right. radio station because that's the schedule. That's the schedule. With podcasts, right. you can take it however long you want to go. Todd, do we have that uh, Emerson Axum uh, interview lined up? We did an interview yep. with Emerson Axum on Saturday on Track Talk, and uh we're going to play that interview for you right now here on uh, Mostly Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. And don't forget, Rod In Supply is the proud sponsor of the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. And uh, we're going to be talking a lot about them this year um, right here on Mostly Motorsports. So this is our interview, Kirk, that we did with Emerson Axum on Saturday on Track Talk on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Right now, Emerson Axum joins us on the show. Emerson, how you doing, my friend? Not too bad. How are you? Hey, we're doing pretty good, man. I appreciate getting up early to talk to us here on Track Talk. Um, man, you know, uh, you did such a great job with the winged outlaw car. Talk about that race. And, you know, that was kind of a back-and-forth race there for a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a... Uh... It was pretty tough. I mean, uh, after after going 0 for 3, and, um, you know, I felt like we had three really good shots before that to, to have a chance, and uh, it just didn't work out. So, uh, you know, I knew I knew we had to get the car spot on, and, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't going to make any more mistakes that night. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, you you, you kind of had your hands full there just for a little bit. Uh, you kind of exchanged the lead back and forth a little bit. You took the lead, I think it was on lap 14. Then you lost the lead again around lap 25. Take us through that sequence of events right there. Yeah, uh, I mean, we kind of had caught lap traffic, and uh, the track was still pretty narrow. So it was tough to get around some cars, and so we were both kind of moving around. And, and uh it just <clears throat> we were just trying to trying to get around some cars and kind of left the faster lane open and and uh, I was able to sneak by TJ and then 
kind of did the same thing he did, uh, trying to make a, a little bit of an aggressive move to get around a lap car that I felt like would have been a big move if I could have done it. So uh, I kind of took a risk, and it, it didn't really pay off, and he got back around me. So uh, I kind of ended up get back up on the wheel and, and find a way back by him. Yeah. You know, uh, what I really appreciate about you, Emerson, to be honest with you, is your competitiveness. Um, you, you you were pretty beating yourself up pretty bad about the eighth, the sixth, and the third place finish that you had earlier in the night. Um, you felt like that you had a chance to maybe pick up a couple wins there. Um you you beat yourself up pretty bad on the air that night. Yeah, I mean we're uh, we're there to win, and and I felt like we had a shot to win. I think I think it was a sixth, fifth, and a third, or sixth, fourth, and a third. I'm oh, okay, something around there. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. I just we're there to win, and uh, we hadn't won yet, and um, so yeah. So I just I was just mad because I felt like my guys, you know, they worked really hard and. Uh, we worked hard all week to put ourselves in position, and then I kind of felt like, um, you know, I I didn't do the right things or I didn't do everything I could, or uh, you know, I felt like there was some some stuff I could have changed maybe to to have a different outcome, and uh, you know, I was just just really mad and disappointed about that, uh, especially you know, like I said, after all the work we had done. Yeah, you've got to put that kind of pressure on yourself, though, don't you? If you're going to be successful. Yeah, I think I think it's one of those things that um, you know that if you want to if you want to do it the right way, you got to kind of have that in you. And uh, you know, luckily, I, I feel like I'm surrounded with a lot of people that have the same mentality, so it it definitely helps. Yeah, talk about uh, this week coming up at the Chili Bowl. Uh, give us a little insight of uh, what you're doing, what car you're driving, and, and just let everybody know that's listening right now across the country here on uh, Track Talk. Yeah, I'm in the 19AZ with Ryan Bolt under one motorsports and AV Electrical. And, uh, you know, obviously they won the race last year, so should be a good car. And, uh, you know, I kind of have my dad in my corner to, to help out. And, uh, you know, I want to – I want to thank Tim and Richard and Jennifer back at home for letting me come and do this and driven to save lives and Z-Max and, uh, you know, really just everyone that lets me come do this and obviously Amy Electrical and, and uh, everyone that supports their group. And, uh, yeah, just just uh, excited for this week. Yeah, I mean, talk about this team, Reinbold. Uh, I mean, last year, that was that, that was amazing. Tanner Thorson uh, picking up the win in that car. Is it the same equipment, or it's advanced over what it had last year? Uh, yeah, it's the same equipment, just uh, you know, a different guy working on it. I I got my dad working on my car, which is, uh, you know, I think it's a good thing just because of the relationship me and my dad have, and uh, you know, not a lot of people know that when I was racing midgets full time and uh, on the USAC tour a couple of years ago, I guess. Two, one year ago or almost two, uh, and having a, a little bit of success, uh, it was just me and my dad, and uh, we would go out racing and, and uh, you know, do it kind of our way. So I'm excited for this. 
Uh, what did you learn about the racetrack at the shootout? Is it uh, different than what it was last year? Or it, how much of an advantage do you think that it will be for you, having raced on it so much during the shootout? Uh, I mean, it, it's really always pretty close. I mean, um, you can – it's different in some areas. It, it's usually the biggest thing I feel like I noticed the difference is the way it forms. Uh like the the way the racetrack and the cushion builds and the way it flicks off, I feel like is the is the biggest difference normally. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, uh, talk about you driving the Clawson Marshall uh, Drive to Save Lives uh, 39 BC Sprint Car. Yeah, it's a it's a fun time. I mean, uh, you know, I feel like that's a really good group, and uh, you know, driven to save lives and Z Max and uh, everyone over there give me really good piece and and uh adam and Baylin, my guys they work really hard so uh yeah it's just it's just a fun time yeah what 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 is your goal in life as a race car driver where do you want to end up emerson yeah I, uh i feel like i want to be uh on the world of outlaw tour or, or be a true outlaw and uh be pretty successful at that that's the goal yeah no doubt about it uh you, you've got the talent um, what are the plans for you this year? Uh, with uh, the Cross and Marshall and uh, that that crew, uh, you know, to go full time USAC racing again. So uh, I'm excited about that, and and uh, you know, get another year at that because last year I felt like we had a really good rookie year, but um, it was our rookie year, so yeah, uh, obviously there's a lot of learning, but. I'm excited for a second year at it. What What did you learn last year in your rookie year? Out of all of the things that you sponged up, what was the number one thing that you learned the most last year? Uh, really just how to work with, uh, you know, a different crew chief than what I'm normally used to, I feel like was the biggest thing. Yeah. Thursday night is your night. Uh, just kind of talk about uh, how that shakes out as far as everybody racing on five different nights. Uh, preliminary round, but you're going Thursday night. Yeah, uh, I mean, I felt, I went Thursday night last year, and I felt like I <clears throat> I didn't really feel that good, uh, but we were running up front, and um, I felt like, uh, you know, we were going to run top five last year, and, and so I made a mistake and uh, took ourselves out of contention. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just felt like that if I could feel – not that great and be running up front that uh you know imagine i kind of told myself imagine if i felt really good and uh you know was on the same night and kind of had the same deal happen that i felt like you know i'd have a shot to really to really run up front and uh be a contention so uh yeah just kind of keep it the same and uh just kind of better ourselves instead of switching the night emerson man we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on track talk um Listen, man, you're, you're one of the up-and-coming drivers. I know a lot of people have got their eyeballs on you. Uh, I think you're going to have a fantastic year again this year. You're coming back. You're getting the second year under your belt. I think it's going to be a fantastic year for you. You probably are looking forward to it maybe more than last year. Would I, would, would that be the case? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, kind of the same deal in the midget happened. I mean, uh you know, our first year was kind of obviously a rookie year. And then uh, last year, I guess two years ago now, uh, 
the the second year in the midget was really uh you know I felt like we had a shot to win the national championship. It just didn't work out. Uh, you know, some stuff happened, but I think we ended up third or fourth in the points. And, uh, you know, obviously a huge learning curve. And uh, the second year was obviously a lot better. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for the same this year. Yeah. All right, Emerson. Thanks so much for getting up early, man. I know as a young man, it's not yeah. easy to get up early, um, but we appreciate you doing so. And, and good luck this week, okay? Yep, thanks for having me on. All right, there you have it. Emerson Axum joining us here. And there you have it. Emerson Axum joining us here on uh, on Track Talk on Saturday morning. Uh, we've been doing that show, Track Talk, for Kirk and I have been doing it for 22 years together on the same radio station. Todd's been with us for 11 of those years. Almost half of our entire time Todd. Yeah, how and, about that and and my i had a you know how they have that tie line pop up you know when it says what you did you know we've always all of them's based around the chili bowl right now right. everything we've done in the last 10 years but i actually got to host i'd forgotten about this i actually got to host the second hour of track talk the last half hour four years ago today ah. all by me and caleb hart fin- wrapped up the last half hour of track talk four years ago i made my where day- was kirk and i you were sick. Oh, you were sick, sick. I I got COVID last year. No, this was four years ago. Oh, four I remember years. that out of the out of the trailer. That's right. Yeah. You were sick as a dog, and then we had a major screw up on our stream that Roger was trying to get going because, as you know, on Saturday at the Chili Bowl, we used to kind of show part of the last twenty minutes of the Chili Bowl, right? At the intro the, at the last of our show, so. Uh, had a major problem, and I stepped in and was able to fill in on WHB for, well, I don't know, 25, 15, 25 minutes. And me and Kay, and I, I'd forgotten all about that, and I I posted on there. I tried to tag you, Scott, but I just posted on there. I said, if, if you'd have told me 15 years ago that I my voice would have been heard over seven different states and over all the world Internet, uh, you would have been crazy if I would have been hosting a show for filling in for you guys. So I just want to say thanks. That was a... That was a cool thing. I, it came out of nowhere, and Caleb obviously is a complete pro. Caleb Hart's a pro. You yeah, can uh, ask him a question and let it go. So I didn't have a hard time. You doing know, it. It, just so you know, I used to get people to complain about Caleb Hart doing the because bro- he's from the Northwest. I don't know why. I like. And, I like well, a lot of people thought he was a little nasally sounding, but let me tell you something. He's the best. Once man. you get past that, He's he best. is absolutely a professional broadcaster in the just as good as they get. Really, yeah, I think he does a great job. He's yeah. knowledgeable about the cars. I, I had several people say, "You need to get somebody different besides <laughs> Caleb Hart." I said, "I'll never get rid of Caleb nope, Hart." I like him. No. That guy can carry a whole bright. If you had two other guys in that booth have to do something because something bad happened, that dude could still carry the broadcast for you until that's how knowledgeable that guy is. Right. Color, everything. He could. You know, I was, uh, we had uh, uh, Justin Zock working with Brian Kapinski, God rest his soul. Yeah. And, uh, of course, those were two of my favorite guys. But uh, Justin had, you know, he's got family uh, commitments up there in Minnesota couldn't couldn't do it after a while. Yeah, but uh, I he was he was one of my favorites. Brian too. was my favorite. Craig Craig was a good guy too. Yeah. By the way, 
our cameraman. Yep. Oh, missed yeah, a, we missed him. A couple guys yeah. in our crew. You know, Craig and, and um, Brian Kopinski both missed those guys at this time of the year, you know. Those yeah. Good it, guys. It, it, that was a sad day uh, when, when we lost um, Craig Jensen. Yeah, he was absolutely. He was he was one of the exceptional cameraman. And yeah. the, the last weekend he worked, he worked for us. Yep, he worked up there yeah. at the three hundred five national he, he was, over Labor Day weekend at Eagle right. Raceway. He was at Lakeside right Speedway, that. right, shooting for us. Right, I ran some graphics to him, talked to him. I was lucky enough; I got to see him the weekend before he passed. So, ran graphics, picked up his memory card from him, posted those videos he shot for us. Right. He went up. I've got a message on my phone still from the day he's walking through the store telling me, hey, can't get these. Give me a message real quick. I'm trying to get these graphics to you and see if we can get this and, and uh, let me know what's going on, bud. And uh, I still keep I keep that on my phone just, just to hear Craig, his voice. Craig. Right. You know, me and him snuck off a couple of times during the shootout and up there to the what is that? Brownies hamburgers. Oh, right yeah. Yeah. Yep. We, you yeah. know, you know how those long days are and. Man, we head up there and get us a burger and come back. I miss old Craigers. Yeah, me yeah, too, he man. Was great. Of yeah, course, that... I can't go to the Chili Bowl without thinking about Brian Kopinski. That's right. Brian Kopinski was the brightest mind in midget racing. Would yeah. you agree with me on he that? He was the guru. He knew everything about and every knew everybody. driver. He, he's kind of like Kirk Elliott a little bit, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah well, and he had, he's and, a lot smarter than I am. And, and everybody knew him too. You know that was the thing, and right? That, and hitting in that world, he was he was Elvis in that world. You know what I'm saying? He he, he his name when he showed something about that sport or you as a driver, it meant something. So uh, right, he was and a heck of a guy. And of course, there's uh, four other people that when I go down inside the Sage Net Center this week that I'll be thinking about, and first and foremost on my mind is uh, Fuzzy Han. No doubt. Lanny Fuzzy. and Beverly Edwards. Yep. And Swoop. And Swoop. Man, it was that was a sad day. And we lost, another fr- we lost another friend of ours here this past year that uh, was always a fixture down at the Chili Bowl. Who's that, Kurt? Drove that big. The big guy. The uh, big truck. Gary. 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 Yeah. Yep. Gary passed away. Yep. Yep. Well, that's what happens when you live a long time. You, you're going to see a lot and of I'll be thinking about there. all those folks that's when right. I walk around. So when around you get our there. age, man, people yeah. start dropping like flies. Yeah. I'll be uh, thinking about all of those people when I'm walking around down there. Down I, you know, to me, uh, Fuzzy Han was really special to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, really special to me. She she always uh, always kept me in line after my mom passed away. And this will be the first Chili Bowl that we'll have without Beverly. Yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, hmm. thinking about the Edwards family, and uh, you know these these people were fixtures, right, at the Chili Bowl. Right. All right, Todd. We're going to take one more break, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up the show here. It's mostly motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply, and don't forget they are the proud sponsor of the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We will be back with more here on Mostly Motorsports. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. 
Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Missouri's must play Nine whole courses to choose from at the Lake of the Ozarks in the Osage River Valley. Stay and play packages in our first-class condos. A beautiful clubhouse complete with pro shop and exercise facilities. A large pool for relaxation and families. The Eagle View Sports Bar and Grill. Great wedding facilities. Go online and make your tea time today. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Especially sportswear in-house. We do all of the screen printing, all the embroidery. We do some vinyl. The other add specialty items like your pens, magnets, notepads, calendars. You can actually buy that, build your business, and make it larger. We have the largest screen printing process and the largest embroidery anywhere around in the area. We can do stuff all the way from your school clubs to sports teams, a professional look in the office. If you can imagine it, we can do it for you. Rod and Supply is involved with a variety of motorsports as well as industrial applications with many different types of products. Since 1989, Rod and Supply has provided superior products priced competitively. Whether you're racing at the circle track or drag strip, rock climbing, or going off-road, Rod and Supply is an assortment of Rod and's radius rods and specialty products to keep your equipment moving. Rod and Supply's experienced staff is ready and willing to help you with your needs. Their promise is to continue to provide a superior product with superior service so you can stay in front of the field no matter what it is. To learn more, go to rodandsupply.com. Race fans, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum is open seven days a week, year-round, for you to come in and check out all of the wonderful race cars on display in the museum. And our online store at SprintCarStuff.com is open 24 hours a day for you to check out everything that we have in stock for Sprint Car fans. Whether it's for a birthday, anniversary, or Christmas, SprintCarStuff.com has it all. That's at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Go harder, faster, stronger with Rod and Supply. Whether you are running industrial, farming equipment, or a race car, Rod and Supply has the assortment of rod ends, radius rods, and specialty products that will help you lead the field in performance. Our superior design means our rod ends last longer and perform better, giving you the edge on the track and saving you money. Contact Rod and Supply or order online today at rodandsupply.com. We don't just sell them, we race them. Rodandsupply.com, serving the racing community for over 30 years. Welcome back. You're listening to Mostly Motorsports with Scott Trailer. Oh, that was a little too quick. That was a little premature right there. Welcome back to uh, Mostly Motorsports. It's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. I want to thank everybody uh, 
for uh, hanging out with us here today on the show. Uh, again, Scotty Cook and I are going to be doing some uh, uh, small little segments down at the Chili Bowl this week. You'll be able to find it on our website, racerboys.com. Uh, Todd, you're going to be put, putting that stuff together, right? Yeah, so as soon as you guys get it, you know, packaged together, then they'll, they're going to send it to... It's going to go through Scott Kirk Elliott, and it's going to come right. all the way back to Kansas City, and I'll put that together. So hopefully between uh, – you guys will get it done early enough. To, but I'm going to get it up as soon as I can. So just be looking for it. It'll be on Facebook and all of our social media pages as well. Right. I'll share the link on YouTube, Twitter, blah, blah. Appreciate you doing that. No problem, man. Yeah. Hey, uh, I don't know if anybody heard, but the Cop Cam Short Track Nationals is going to be at Texarkana 67 Speedway, Kirk. Makes a lot of sense. Yep. Tim Crawley. Taking over the reins down at uh, 67 right. Texarkana Speedway. So, yeah, that uh, that's big news. We kind of thought that. There was some talk about, hey, you know, they didn't name the track, but it's going to be, you know, to the southwest and closer right. to Texas. And, you know, you can draw your own conclusions. The, so There was some speculation that it was going to be at West Memphis. Yeah. But I don't think they have enough grandstands down there or enough parking for all the cars. In the pits, I think it's more of that, and yeah, not, not enough room to so. park all, uh, to pit all the cars that would come to that event. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's big news for uh, Texarkana. That track's been around a while, but the fact that Tim Crawley is going to be uh, taking over the operation of that racetrack, it uh, put two and two together. Why not? Uh, Kirk, uh, news just came out today that Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, and Justin Marks have purchased the Cars Tour. How about that? Yeah. Uh, that's big news because you got uh, four very high-profile guys in and around NASCAR taking over a southeast-based uh, pavement series and going to try to build that up. And y you know what this is all about, Scott. They're trying to develop new talent. And, right. You know, asphalt racing's been kind of hit and miss over the last many years. And, you know, there's just not been a lot of stability with the short track asphalt racing across the country. So if they can put some juice into this series, that'll help, uh, you know, bring up new talent that uh, can get some pavement experience. What did they call NASCAR. What was that series called before it was the Cars Tour? It was called the Pro Cup Series prior to 2014, and uh, that was the year they changed the name over to the Cars Series. The guy had been running the series, been doing a pretty good job. But, boy, you get uh, these four guys involved, you know they're going to put a lot of resources into this thing. Right, and uh, I think it 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 has the potential of building up beyond being just a regional southeast series. This thing could could really grow to become a, a national series. And what does this mean for you know tracks like I forty four Speedway? That you know that track's just sitting down there. I hear they're going to run two races next year. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, last time I talked to Brennan Willard at Lakeside earlier this year, he he said he gave me the idea that hey, you know it it's not open now, but we haven't shut it down. Right. So uh, I mean that's a great facility, and you know we need the the short track pavement operations that are that a lot of them have been shuttered here over the last several years to open back up and right. get that form of racing back up and going again. And you know a lot of these folks that are around. Uh, pavement late model racing have seen what the exposure has done to a lot of these dirt track series across the country with flow and dirt vision and you know they want that kind of exposure for their pavement late model crowd it, it, you know there was a time here in kansas city when 
Kansas City was really known for pavement racing, yeah, wasn't it? Absolutely. Lakeside was pavement from uh, 1989 until 2000. I 70 Speedway uh, was opened up in 1969 and was a pavement track all the way up until 1980. And then it was a dirt track from 1980 until 1987. And then they brought it back and made it an asphalt track in 88. And from 88 on until um, it closed down, it was a pavement track. Yeah, you had uh, from 90, 91, 2, 3 in there, you had Larry Phillips running both I-70 and Lakeside Speedway winning all those championships, the short track NASCAR championships all those years. And pavement racing was thriving around Kansas City in the early 90s. Yeah. And what did they do with uh, Hawkeye Downs? Is it a dirt track now? No, I think it's still a pavement track. I'm not sure exactly how much they run on it. You know, I've never been to Hawkeye Downs since they put pavement on it. I was back there in the old days when it was a dirt half-mile racetrack, but I never I never went to a race after they put I pavement raced, on it. I raced up there on pavement. Yeah. Yeah, 1990. I think the track is still there. So on the fairgrounds up there, the All Iowa Fairgrounds up there in Cedar Rapids. So uh, I'm not sure how much they're racing on it right now, if at all. I haven't heard much about Hawkeye Downs over the last several years, but uh, that's another facility right now that's gone right. dark. Um, Kirk, let's. Uh, I know Alan. He he was chiming in. He said that uh, I don't think he heard the open of the show, but. Jonathan Davenport is really just kicking some ass out there in Baldo uh, yeah. right now. What can he? you say? He and Kyle Larson going at it last night in the battle of wills. Jonathan Davenport won over the great one, young money Kyle Larson. And it wasn't because Kyle Larson didn't try to make it happen last night. Jonathan Davenport is just that good. Yeah, no doubt. Jonathan Davenport is... You got your volume up on that computer there, Kurt? I, I just heard it dinging. Oh, maybe it's your phone. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know, but you got some dinging going on over there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Hey, Todd, what did you think about our Kansas City Chiefs uh, yesterday? They uh, This Big weekend, win. they put it on the, uh, the Raiders, didn't they? They played much better, didn't that was, they? they? That was like the game one of the season. We bookend the season with really good dominant. You know, with Arizona, we smacked them around pretty good the week one. Right. And we knew that because they were already in some issues out there. If we only wouldn't have lost to to the Colts, uh, uh, <laughs> we'd be 15-2. and two. How many times can we say that? Gosh. We've lost the Colts times. And the other really... two losses are to when the Peyton Bengals Man- and the Bills. When Peyton Manning was the quarterback for the Colts, man. Even when Jim Harbaugh was the – wasn't it Jim Harbaugh was the last quarterback? when he was Before he went to coaching, he was still a quarterback and beat us in a playoff the game. The Colts had always been a thorn in the Chiefs' side. Yes, every time. Down through the years. But, mm-hmm. yes, no, it was dominating win, really good. Um, our only injury uh, was just a smack to the – Let's just say to the man region, and he should be fine in a couple weeks. Who? Um, who's our? Who was the guy that got drug off? Uh, one of our one of our players got. They thought he was hurt pretty bad, but it turns out he just got hit and got a, a shot without wearing a cup. Let's just say that he got racked. He got hit hard, and he got hit hard <laughs> bad, and came out of the game. Uh, so Ryan Clark, I think, is who it was. Oh yeah, right. I saw him come out. So, he, so he's going to be okay. Huh? Yes, yeah, so that was our only injury. So we have two full weeks. Um, let me tell you something. 
<laughs> this is the time to be picking up and playing right. Who, who do you want to play in the playoffs? Jacksonville. That that would be best. Or the Dolphins. Or the Dolphins that are beat up. Because if you face the Dolphins, hurt. that means they have taken out the Bills, That's right? right. Is Tua, he's not going to play the rest of the I year, doubt is he? He's gonna, and they're also banged up. Waddle's hurt. And so give me those two guys, those two teams. I'll take that. And the Chargers. The Chargers are banged up. They've lost both the receivers again this right. week, last weekend. So I could I could see the Chargers, but don't I don't want to see Cincinnati and Cincinnati is PO'd right now. There there's nobody. They are ticked off. They man. have they have a right to they be. They actually upset. have a right to be. If you're, they if got you're screwed, Chiefs, really, didn't they? Right. But if you're the Chiefs, I know you were crying about it the other day. Yeah, it's not bad. They they, they really come out pretty well on this deal because. Had they, they come out better than anybody yes, else. Yes, they did, because yeah. had Buffalo That's and right. Cincinnati finished that game, there's a very good chance that Buffalo could have won that game and retained <laughs> that number one seed. Right. They Now you get the number. Yes, I know if you play Buffalo, you're not going to play it at home, but drawing that first round by is huge. Yeah, and the fact, no the yeah. way the seeding goes, you're going to play the weaker of the opponents yes, in the sir. divisional round. I think that's a big thing. It did. It When they explain, you know, once you realize where we were at, <laughs> where we're put at on that as far as the week right. off and where you get to play at, I agree. We, we came out better on this. <laughs> Pete wants to know about the carousel play when they did the little circle <laughs> thing. That was wild. It didn't, they, they got didn't, a holding call yep. on that. It, it they they scored on it, but a holding call brought it back. And right, they scored again. On that the was Tony. He ran it in, but yeah. listen, he he ran it in the next play. They it? scored it anyway, right. but yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was pretty entertaining. Boy, they're already there's already. Listen, a- Andy Reid allows the uh, our team to do some funny things, don't yeah. they? Well, Andy Reid doesn't play. He also doesn't use many plays over. I mean. He's got. You'll not, you'll not see that in the playoffs. You'll play never off. see that again. That was just. A, <laughs> hey, we got this. Let's try. It. Oh, I don't know. You might see he it don't again. Do, he rarely does anything. He's got Twice. another. He's got another trick right. play just like that. It's different, right, you know. Right, but right. let me tell you, they're firing coaches left and right. Did you guys see already? So last night, who did they fire? They Lovey Smith got fired this morning after he won that game last night for Houston. And he lost the first they round draft first choice. Round. You know, they probably fired him because you cost him the first round well, draft. Love it, David. There was reports Lovey knew he was getting canned, and yeah, he was like, he "You know it. what? I'm going to go out with a win, man." Right. And uh, and then they just fired the Arizona Cardinals coach this morning, and they let go of the GM. They did fire, and they let go of the GM last night, or they were announcing they were going to let Arizona. Oh wow! And How so. About that? Um, there's also reports that the Los Angeles Rams head coach, one year come leaving a Super, Super Bowl, Bowl last year, he won and, the Super Bowl, year. and he, they won five games this and year. And he may be leaving because of the where they're at in dire. People can say all they want about how the Chiefs handled everything, and they all said we're going to go downhill because you're going to have to pay Patrick Mahomes eventually, right? That's and that's how it works. Right, you win when without in the early quarterback contract and then you you don't win again afterwards because you got to pay so much money you got to pay that quarterback and there's no other not the money can't go to the rest of the field well our guys have been able to do that and you're seeing the what's happened right now and they're talking about how hard they're hit with cap space and picks and everything down there that that mcveigh or is that his name sean mcveigh sean mcveigh he's yeah. thinking about 
because his contract's up. He's thinking about maybe I don't want this job next year. He'll end up somewhere else. He will, and I think you know who will take that job. Who? That Sean, the the Louisiana quarter uh, coach. What? Sean Payton. Sean Payton will take that because he lives in Los Angeles now. He's a California guy. He I loves, thought the Broncos were looking at they him. They are, but he don't want to go to the Broncos. Who wants to it's go there? It's cold. Your team's bit by the salary cap. You've got a quarterback that you can't cut for three years. Right, and he's getting paid a load. He's getting paid. There's no way you take that job, Kurt. Right. No way. You know, That's it's a, interesting that uh, you know the Texans won that game yeah. yesterday. It cost him the number oh, yeah. one pick and in the, the draft. And we just said that. that yeah. I mean that. The, the, the that would get you fired anyway. Well, that's it? why he said he did it because he knew he was getting fired already, and so it was like, you know what? What incentive do I have to go ahead and give this team a number it's, one pick next year? No. How could you? How could you throw the towel in and just lose? Well, they said there's a new mentality in the NFL too. You know, these coaches that are former players, mm-hmm. they think a little differently than how a GM thinks. You know, GM looks at it like, hey, let's let's get this pick for next year. A right. uh, former player. They don't look at that ever. They look at it as winning at all costs, no matter what. And that, that coach for for the Lions, you saw it when they interviewed him last night. They came up to him. They said, "You know, we know you already knew that you were eliminated. What keeps you motivated were, in this they game? They were motivated. And right. he said, to keep Green Bay out of the playoff is all the motivation yeah. we need. And, they, and congratulations to Detroit for they, wrapping up. They won it last night. And, Putting Aaron Rodgers and us out of our misery because I'm tired of that guy too. Hey, he, they started one and six this year. Do you right. think that Aaron Rodgers will come back? No, he's done. Did he announce? He, it? No, but he. Everybody tried to get his uniform last night, and he said, "I have to keep this one to everybody." Then when they did the walk into the tunnel, him and his best friend. The only reason why he signed that that receiver of his, yeah. he put his arm around him, pushed the cameraman away. They walked off for the last time. And they walked time. off together in the sunset and waved to everybody. It's yeah, you over. saw He's you gone. saw Aaron Rodgers play his that's last his game. last game ever. Yeah, there, no doubt about wow. it. Wow. Huh. So that's uh, a big deal. I, I got to chime in. Tammy said that she she says I will watch NASCAR, but I just can't get into watching late model asphalt racing. I'm a dirt track fan through and through. Well, I I would agree with that. I'm more dirt track guy for sure. Yeah. But I, I like the Snowball Derby and races like that. Rick said uh, 67 Speedway is going to be one of the places to be this summer. USAC sprints are now on the schedule uh, April 26th. Tim Crawley and team doing amazing things. Yeah. They're already including the Short Track Nationals. You've been there before, right? We did, did some broadcast down here. We did a broadcast there probably 10 years ago. How big a track is that? I can't remember, Kirk. It's too many tracks ago. I've never never been to Texarkana 67 Speedway. What about them moving the, the video screen? Uh, Pete was chiming in there. He said that the video board moved from turn one to turn two for the Chili Bowl. Drivers uh, will not have it as a mirror or spotter this year. Yeah, they moved it down kind of in the corner down there just off turn two instead of straight on. As you're coming down the front straightaway, you had a good look at that screen yeah. in years past. Does that mean that you can't, drivers, they can still kind of peek up there as they're making the turn up there, but they just won't have a look at it for as long, right? 
Yeah. yeah. As they go around the. You, you won't be track. able to peek as much if you're turning and you're ripping off yeah, rip offs and, and tear offs. It, it's not going to be. It's this. not going to be as easy. And you know as well as I do how much more dirt hits you in the face on a corner than on those straightaways. You know as well as I do that was put there for intentionally just for that. I, well, I, a lot of drivers have admitted they use that screen at, as a tool. Kyle to, Larson yeah. talked about the whole time, that whole press conference, he talked that one time about how he used it. To, yeah and i was like well that's an advantage for somebody if you're able to you know if you're ripping tear-offs off it's a little different i think know? it's probably at a better location for the fans and that's yes. really what it's designed for is the for the fans to see what's going on and by having it in that portion of the racetrack i know the back straightaway may have a little bit more trouble seeing that up there but in terms of the front straightaway grandstands and the grandstands up high right i think that's probably in a better location I don't know. Pete says that uh, we're lucky to get Tony from the New York Giants. Yeah, said, that's. Uh, yeah. You know, I think oh, I think he's way better than what people thought you, he was up there in New that, York. You wait till that hamstring's fully healed. That dude's going to be a beast in the playoffs, man. His his stop and twitch, his quick and stop and start abilities are amazing. Yeah, that play we saw him the other night when he stopped and cut on a dime. Yeah. And broke it back up. Now I agree that was a big pickup, man. There, boy, you guys are heading. So are you heading right now, Scott? From I, I am gonna as soon as the show is over here in about a minute. I've got my car all loaded up, oh, okay, ready to go, and uh, I'm gonna be headed down to the Chili Bowl. I'll join you down there tomorrow. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm, to, I'm gonna peel out of here and uh, get me a uh, go down there and get my room and get all loaded in, and then I'm gonna go over to the Chili Bowl and watch some. Some action over there. Well, it'll be a fun. Oh, week. I can't wait to get down there. Mm-hmm. See, uh, see a lot of people that typically I don't see in a year. You gonna wear That's a right. mask, Kurt? No, you're not. I didn't wear one last year. Y- you and didn't. I had the masks available just in case, but I never put one they on. They always have masks for you, regardless of COVID or not, because the dust for some people is an issue. Yeah. Some people with like me, I have asthma, right? right. And and that was before the. No, that's what I'm pandemic, saying. It's a. It, they've had them there since day one. You were I've, bringing sanitizer down there yeah. long before the COVID nineteen exactly. pandemic. Now hit. they've had right. masks. There's always right there when you walk through the turnstiles. Yeah. Back in the old days, they had masks right there for anybody for kids yeah. and anybody with immune. Co- you know, if you're if you have a problem breathing or something, and you're in an indoor. Back in, like Scott talked about earlier this week, that with the air quality is so much better now. Oh, it's way better than it's ever been. But yeah, you still, no if you're there for a yeah. shoot, if you're there for the shootout and you're there for ten hours a day, putting a mask on is going to keep a little bit of dust and dirt out of your lungs. Trust me. Yeah, and if yeah. you're a dirt car driver, that's one thing. But if you're just a fan and you bring in your kids to the track, you know it. Throw a mask on. It ain't going to hurt anything. And let me tell you something. Right. It's, if it's cold outside, nobody's complaining about a mask when they run out to the car, do yeah. they? <laughs> it's going to be warm down there. It for is. A, it's a nice right days. here. Right yeah, here. Yeah. Um, I just want to uh, give a shout out. Um, my friend Ben from Australia sent me this link. They said that Sam French was killed in a drag racing accident in Queensland. Wow. Um, it, yeah, it looked like a pro stock car. Yeah, I, that I, was a nasty looking wreck. Well, we don't want to show it. I want to show it, but yeah. it's, if you guys want to read an article about the driver and the event, you can just do a Google search on that. And there's an actual, there's a couple articles from Australia on that. So there's, yeah. it gives you the names of everybody and and the, you know. He, and, he seemed like a well liked guy. Yeah, by a lot I, of people. That's he, what I saw. From, yeah, and which is sad to, to see and. 
These race car drivers kind of know what they're doing when they get in there, but that's a bad deal. That's there. what's different about our sport than any other sport. That's right. That's why, like they said, you hate to be callous as when you see that people getting hurt on the football field and stuff, but as a race car driver, you know, we've seen – you know really bad you many know. many bad wrecks and so we just kind of get a little callous towards it and yeah. we appreciate <laughs> everybody making it through that that ordeal and, and we pray for everybody a safe week that's yeah, right out the, the chili uh, bowl be careful Center. down there yep no doubt Have about fun. it that'd be fun i just called the expo kurt the expo yeah tulsa expo tulsa expo center you All right. You know the way. You don't need a GPS to know how to get there. And I've got my Pike Pass now on my car. Yeah. Oh, that's a good deal. There. So you're ready the last to time I went down there, I blew through there. I blew through one on one. Where's that? <laughs> I ended up on the Air Force, that little Air Force base or the Army base, and there's an exit off a toll. And I was like, I'll be damned. I missed my exit, and I didn't pay. I just turned around and. Got back. I was going back on the highway. It wasn't like I was using it. You know what Pete also said? He said he may be this year's Odell Beckham Jr. He very well could be. He could be. He could be the difference maker in this. The person I worry about the most, San Francisco really upped their game when they added uh, that running back from from Carolina. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. That, that changed Debo their whole. Sa- Debo Samuel is back, too, yeah. by the so way. Now he played De- yesterday. That's but right. we beat them. Yeah, but, but Debo wasn't playing well, when we had him. Um, they're they're a tough team. They're a pretty good. They're pretty no, good. that was the first game that he played. Oh, that's right. It yeah. was. He, it was. He, he was playing with well, them. Let it me was tell the you something. Game. The 49ers are a lot better football they team are. than when the Chiefs played them. They were. They're a really good team. And another team I'd like to see. I don't know about that, Kirk. We beat him, and he was playing for them. But, but that was at Purdy's only a second start. Or th- was it his third start? I can't remember. Yeah, but what. that defense they've got out yeah. there is pretty darn but I, good. Baltimore's the other team. That I would. We mind. still beat him, Kurt. Well, Lamar Jackson is not back yet. That's what I'm he? saying. So I don't mind. I Baltimore would be another team. I wouldn't mind seeing somebody sneak through because they're in it. Uh, let them come to Arrowhead. We're supposed <laughs> to play the lowest seed. Lowest seed. So lowest give me, AFCC. Give me Baltimore. So yeah, probably I'm, be the Chargers. Beat my guess. I don't like seeing Chargers. Three I don't want to play the Chargers three times in a year. <laughs> is not a fun. Thing. Andy, I'll bet the Chiefs play the Chargers. Oh my Who I don't want to play is Cincinnati. I don't want Cincy. I don't want to see Buffalo if we don't have to. No. I just want my easy ride and then and then uh, get to the Super Bowl. And then I'm, we'll have I'm fun thinking again. the Chiefs will have to go through San Diego and Cincinnati. Ugh, don't say that. But you get Cincinnati at home. So that if you play Cincinnati, you get to play them. They at home. beat us at home, Kurt. And there and home. They, again. they beat us here. Can they beat you twice at home? They I, beat us three two times in one season. I think Andy Reid have a good I thought game you played Cincinnati uh, uh, this year in the regular season out there. They did. did it was out there. Okay. Was it there? But they beat us. It was two times in one calendar year. They beat us three times. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> two times in one calendar year. I'm going right. to predict the Chiefs have to play San Diego and then Cincinnati to go to the Super Bowl. I'm going to say. I, I don't want to play Somebody's going to upset somebody in this early round, and you're going to see. I think Buffalo. Do you think Miami can beat Buffalo? I think Buffalo's right for picking because here's why. A huge emotional swing, right? right. That was a good game between those two teams. A really uh, good game. But they're driven. A few weeks ago. They're driven, but you yeah. know as well as I do, when you come off a big emotional thing like they did last week, and that guy, it's hard to kind of. They don't have two yet, do they? No. Miami? No, no. No, I don't think so. No. They got uh, Skylar Thompson, the old K-State quarterback. Yes, sir. Right. 
Well, it'll be fun. Kirk's a big San Francisco 49 I am a yeah. huge San Francisco 49 along with the Chiefs. But, you know, I became That's one why he's pushing him. He's got because, a dog in the fight now. Because yeah. Brock Purdy is the quarterback. <laughs> he's got That's a dog why. in the fight. Right. Well, man, will you guys have man, fun? Man, is that kid doing a heck of a job, boy? He played another great game yesterday. He sure did. Will you guys have fun out there, shootout? I yeah. mean, All the, right. the Chili Bowl down there. And like I said, anything you guys need back here in Kansas City, Todd's back here holding down the fort. So don't don't worry about a thing back All there. All right, bud. We and, appreciate uh, you, Todd. You're going to be back here on maybe Saturday, Scott, right? I'm going to be uh, my Haven't daughter my daughter um her birthday is on Friday. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So I'm I want to be You've here. You missed so many of her birthdays yeah. over the years too. A lot of her birthdays yeah. because of the chili bowl. Yeah. I've missed a lot of her birthdays. Yeah. That's that's what part of the part of the business, but yeah, it'll be fun. So me and Kirk Elliott will be here to, for another day, and then uh, Scott will join me back here. I'll Friday be zooming in from. Uh, that's right. From down there. From Tulsa on Saturday. That's right. For, you'll be here in the. Summer. I might just stay home Saturday night and just watch it here on TV. Boy, the only the only thing would be sad though is I, that someone like Blake Hawn won that thing and you wasn't down there to celebrate. Uh, God, that. Well, listen, I, I I've told Deidre. I said if if you want to go back to the Chili Bowl, then as soon as we go off the air yeah. on Saturday morning, we'll just run down there. Yeah. And it, here's the other plus, like you were saying, the weather's great. You're not going to get a chance to take off from Kansas City with weather this good and then in Oklahoma with weather this good in January. It just doesn't happen that often no, where not you're not often. dealing with sleet or snow or something between yeah. here and there. Yeah, no doubt about Rock it. Safe travels, everybody. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to here to Most of the Motorsports. Again, it's all brought to you by Rod In Supply. Again, they are the proud sponsor of the Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints. We can't thank Bob enough for be- coming on board with us with this show and uh, we're so grateful that he did, and we're, we're thankful that uh, Bob Douglas is a great friend of the Racing Boys, and we're so proud to have him and Rod in Supply in the Midwest uh, Power Eye Midwest Lightning Sprints on board with our show here this year. So thanks again to Bob Douglas. For Todd Surprise, our producer, for Kirk Elliott, I'm Scott Trailer saying thanks for joining us. We'll see you Next Monday, right here, 12 noon Central Time, right on. We'll see you then.